You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Aloha, everyone. Good morning. We made it. Good morning, Miss Tuman. Good morning, Mr. Tuman. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> Different, but in a good way. Congratulations. Congrats to you, too. <laughs> we did it, guys. We're married. So we disappeared for a while. Yes. Although we still really. did a show like right before. Right before. So and then we went into a another dimension. Oh my god. Puerto Rico <laughs> with, with your family for yes. How I don't think you realized. Yeah. And that was just only a, a few members. Yeah. We're and still, it was a lot. We're still recovering. Yeah. I still have like the, the music like something <laughs> in, in my brain. Thumping nonstop action great time we had an amazing time we had an amazing how was the honeymoon we didn't have a honeymoon. we didn't have one yet we were with my my daughter the entire time she was with us the whole time and, and just family. lots of family yeah lots but of family it was, it was awesome it was awesome it was we will go on our honeymoon hopefully by the summer i know everybody had a great time it was it was cool weather held out yes it did i know it was raining like monero summer. pumped the, yeah. the night before our wedding um as uh one of your one of your cousins was trying to buy some Monero off me, <laughs> and I went to luck. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll send you a hundred, you know, hundred dollars worth." I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> Monero's two hundred bucks or something." It was like something ridiculous. Uh, oh, you were at the house. That's right. You're like, "Look, Sanita, did you see?" <laughs> I I gave it to him for uh, for half price. Well, aren't you a sweetheart? I like that he wants to keep. Uh, accumulating he's got it yeah he's into it he's into it i know right. so I, I encourage him i don't want to completely give it to him for free you know i want him to, to work for it a little bit but but now he knows now he just keeps asking me for for more monero <laughs> <laughs> every time we see him <laughs> yeah, sure. that's hilarious that's all right funny. so what do we well, got we got uh now we're back to reality we're here back to reality monerotopia like literally around the corner 19 days that will be our honeymoon it's night that will be Douglas's no wedding, actually. Going to the beautiful remote <laughs> island of Monerotopia. Yes, that's Douglas's honeymoon slash wedding. It is, and all of you are invited. <laughs> um. So yeah, the event's coming along, guys. We're nineteen days. Nineteen days. So if you haven't bought your tickets yet, yeah, do get so the now. tickets. That's the only thing we need is a packed house. Uh, everything else is coming together. Speakers are coming together. We have some of them with us. I think today. Um. Yeah, speaker speakers are going to be amazing. Uh, Kevin Wad had a dropout, but in his place we have Luke Smith. Uh, so he's very well known. He's going to kind of give the the big hoorah Monero speech that Kevin was going to give. So that's awesome. Um, vendors, we got vendors of all types. People are going to be so selling CBD plus other goodies um we have like two of those now 
stakeholders are reaching out to us. Anybody that wants to be a vendor, reach out to us. Uh, anybody that wants to attend, whatever's having some difficulty figuring out how to buy a ticket or whatever, reach out to us. Oh, we're also adding a virtual conference aspect. Yep. Um, we were a little apprehensive because we want people to just show up in person. That's just going to make this awesome that you're going to be there experiencing Monero Topia. Everything will be for sale with Monero, the drinks, the food. Uh, although we haven't totally figured that out, but we figured out the drink thing. So now we have it where like we'll be able to provide our own liquor, which is cool. So we can figure that out. So, well, you know, drink prices will be set reasonably low compared to the rest of Miami. Actually, I would say very low compared to the rest of Miami and uh, just bring some Monero and you can you can drink all day if that's your preference or you could drink coffee. Lots of um, coffee. Bring ca cash or Monero. So obviously Monero preferred, uh, but if you have cash, bring cash. You don't and, want to use your Monero because a lot of people uh, don't want to But ex expect getting your change back in Monero or uh, maybe having to acquire some on-site peer-to-peer with somebody else where you can then use that to, to buy what you need at the event. Uh, yeah, we want to make it very Monero-centric, uh, obviously. What else? Oh, yeah, the, the virtual conference. So we teamed up with the Crypto Vigilante. So they're really good at running these virtual conferences. We have uh, Rafael Verde. He's going to be the MC of the virtual conference. We're going to give him a little area. I think we're putting him like in a, there's like a tent out back that we're going to put up. And basically speakers are going to do their, their sets on stage. Anybody who's there obviously is going to be able to watch them and be able to do Q&A live at the event. And then we're going to have uh, those stream, those talks streaming live. Uh, but through the Crypto Vigilante. So we're going to add that as a ticket that if people want to buy it, they can watch it live that, you know, they can't make it to the conference for whatever reason. Yeah, then we're going to have it where the speakers go back and like talk to Raphael after their talk so they can get some one-on-one Q&A with Raphael. He could debrief them. And then the, the viewers at home that bought the virtual conference tickets can can ask questions live as well. Should be cool if it all works out. I think it will because these guys have done these virtual conferences before. But this is kind of unique because it's like a hybrid. We have the real world event um, mixed in with this virtual conference, which should be really cool. And this is really the only way we could do it because we don't have the capacity to to do it ourselves. So we we teamed up with them and they'll just run that whole component. So exciting. Uh, I think, I don't know if we added the ticket option on there yet for no, that. No, not yet. Will I any day now. So. Once again, though, highly prefer you we guys show up We got another After person. Dark speaker. Oh, we got another right? After that was Dark speaker. We have a live performance by Free Knots. We have Free Knots that are pretty much confirmed. We spoke to them yesterday. I don't know if all of them are going to make it. It seems like they will, though. Because some of them are even going to be vending. Um, obviously, we have Crypto Bear. We have somebody from Free Knots that's going to be DJing all day outside. Um, Nonstop music so and be, action. And then another DJ that might show up that the Free Knots guy knows, right? So like, yeah. we're covered in terms of entertainment. Oh, we have a comedian that we're adding for, yes. for the live performances at night uh, when we do the After Dark speakers. So we're, we're like jam-packed <laughs> with content, guys. Um, just get get down there. Basically, it's like talks are going to happen all day from morning to night in the main lobby. And then outside is where the party is going to be happening. That's where the vendors are going to be set up. That's where the DJ is going to be going. That's where we'll have the bars. So, you know, I suspect a lot of people will come and just like hang out outside too, just in that area. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Well, special thanks to our sponsors, as usual, our awesome sponsors. Well, we have our media and press partners, right? Techlore. Seth, 
and uh, Mark. Mark Falzone. Mark Falzone. Mark Falzone. And then our sponsors, obviously, Cake Wallet. Thank you. Coin Cards. Thank you. And IVPN. Thank you very much for sponsoring our awesome, awesome conference. We're trying to get like one or two more sponsors just so we could make sure all costs are covered. Especially now that I, that I ordered the uh, oh my on, on-demand coffee roaster. So we'll be roasting co- gratuitous coffee live. <laughs> live. Uh, so, so that's you. pretty cool. <laughs> um, what else, Douglas? <laughs> what other ideas? Like lots of little. Are in store. And I'm sure we'll get a lot more before the date. Even the day of. Even during the conference, this man will come up with some idea. <laughs> Because that's just how he is. It's 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 working out. It's all it's, working. It's out. all working out. Fun times. <laughs> the wedding worked out, right? It did. It did. It we were literally out. hiring entertainment while we were there. the day before. <laughs> I found a, a good, good live entertainer at a, a um a venue we were at. Yes, like, I think two days before the wedding. We yeah, hired him. He showed up. He did yeah. the cocktail hour. He was awesome. So yeah, yeah, like I said, I'm sure. And even the day of you. Did a few things that you, you like want. this aspect. Yes, of I do. I slightly love slightly stressful, but it is. But it's very entertaining <laughs> at the end once everything. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on to the price report, my friends. The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat peer to peer. Hello. Fungible, how are ya? You're fungible. Hello, I'm all good. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. good. Congratulations, you guys look uh, very uh, relaxed after yeah. a wedding. Dude, it was really do we nice. look like a married couple now? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, th- I think I, I don't see like too much of a difference there, but you look more relaxed. <laughs> you got married so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you married. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to gift you guys some happiness. So just a day before your wedding, I pumped up your bags. Ah. You would have seen Moriro cross to that's two hundred. So that yeah, thank you, yeah, thank, thank you for, you that. for that. Thank that, you. We knew it was you. That made for a good uh, pre-wedding party for sure. <laughs> I believe I jumped good. in the pool that evening right after I saw the press. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and where were you guys? Uh, I mean, where was your wedding exactly in, in Puerto, Puerto Rico? Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. Oh, awesome! It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Sunita has is. I'm half Puerto Rican. Half Puerto Rican, so. so she's got a lot, a lot of family members yes. down there. Yeah. So it was very cool. Very cool. Um, awesome. It was awesome. All right, let me get started. Um, prize number yeah. report number fourteen, and today, uh, just going to start with this uh, image. There's a flight coming, and we are ready to take off. <laughs> so this is this is the kind of situation I see the markets to be in. This is good to discuss. Any any day now, ready for takeoff. Ready to take off, yeah. So uh, the fear and greed greed index, just to begin with, and then I'm going to touch upon some on chain because I think technical price action with on chain goes pretty well. And let me jump over to the fear and greed index. So we see that we are still in fear, so markets are still in denial of some sorts. But I see that in the last, this is, I think, in the last three months or last one month, uh, it's it's slowly but gradually moving up. So people are, you know, trying to understand what's going on, uh, both in the futures market as well as in the spot markets. So people, I think this indicator is going to slowly tick up. That's my expectation. Nothing is guaranteed, of course. Uh, moving towards neutral in the coming days. Uh, I'm going to just show some 
It's called the stable coin ratio oscillator. Um, so what this means is this shows the how the markets have moved moved, uh, and the the oscillator that you see is the is the stable coins like how much has been accumulated. Uh, when you see the bottom, it means there is more of these USDTs or uh, stablecoin supply in the market uh, during capitulation. So just to understand this chart, the red denotes the capitulation events, uh, while the green zones are accumulation, so which falls right after that. And this chart effectively tracks the amount of USD on the sidelines, which are ready to flow back into the crypto markets. And as I said, the low points in the oscillator means the maximum amount of USDT on the sidelines. And this, of course, includes USDC, et cetera. And when it's at its peak, uh, there after a very fast dump, like what you see here, and I see that this could be, this is one of the charts from Glassnodes, also shown by Willibu. So the I think last time I said that we, I was not sure if the capitulation has already happened or is going to happen. And it looks to me like the one that we went to, I think 32K was the capitulation event where maximum amount of USDT was, USD was accumulated. And now it's slowly getting back into the markets. And right now we are in the um, ending of the accumulation zone. So I see something like something going up. And uh, this is another chart from on-chain, which is Bitcoin uh, price stability. So this is basically uh, a stability price chart, which is based on the volatility of the Bitcoin price. And it highlights the peak stability, which is the low volatility, which are the zones where large price movements have historically been seen. So you see wherever the uh, Bitcoin price stability index uh, is at its peak, that is where large price movements are seen. You can see this. And right now we are moving towards that. And where I see some kind of large price movement to take place. And from all the other indicators I have, the direction seems to be up. And this was the on-chain. And uh, just to see from the technical charts, if I can see something interesting there. Uh, this is the line which I drew. And the line comes up over here because I, I'm seeing the, uh, the daily close instead of, because these are just, uh, you know, uh, sort of capitulations that happen in the market. But I'm looking at daily close. And I see that this ends up somewhere uh, end of next month. But of course, the, the breakout can happen at any moment. That is what I see. And I see that coming in within the next two weeks. Um, this is the total crypto market cap. And of course, the Bitcoin, I don't see, to be honest, I don't see too much interesting details here. Uh, details being the same as last time. We are, we had the support around $40,000, but we also, uh, saw that we formed a new kind of support around $36,000. So even if we were to fall down, back down, this is the kind of support we have. And $30,000 to $35,000 range seems to be a really great support in my opinion. And uh, I, th I think like we are slowly for forming the foundation base here before, I think it can just surprise us. I, I, I'm not sure when this happens, but I think in the next two weeks. Mm. And the XMR chart looks a bit interesting. We are trying to see some pump. And uh, as we see that XMR can always surprise us, but I see a, a good stability forming around the support of $180, which I've been constantly uh, harping about <laughs> $180. Uh, 
uh, I think we have a good stability around that. And it's just a matter of time if and when BTC picks up, I think some interest can come into the Monero markets. But I also see that Monero has jumped from position 50 in the uh, coin market cap or coin Geeko, actually, that's what I use, to number 40 now. So that seems like uh, a pretty good development. And in terms of the XMR BTC chart, um, yeah, we, I think uh, we are above the the long-term trend line. So I think that is a that is a good thing, and we're so going strong like you, now. You broke out of the the downtrend is is what you're basically saying there. Yeah, I would I would think so. Uh, in terms of XMR BTC, we have broken out of the long-term downtrend. We were below this line all throughout. Now we are above it, and how it acts from here on. Um, yeah, I think that's something to be seen as time goes on. All right. And uh, yeah, and I have one more thing here, which is something I found interesting. It's was Bitcoin seasonality, spring equinox. This is from the uh, time of um, March 20th, which seems to be like the start of spring uh, until the end of December. And this is how much returns Bitcoin has given us or the crypto markets have given us overall uh, from let's say beginning of April to end of December. So the median of this comes out to be around 100%. So we can see a doubling of price if uh, we follow this as a reference. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah, so the worst case scenarios we have seen is basically uh, dropping by 50%. So that is what we've seen historically. But whenever the uh, 200 daily moving average, uh, we are above the daily 200 daily moving average, we have historically seen positive. So that is what I think we are above the uh, 200 day moving average now. Um, so, well, this is just a reference that we can double in price by end of this year. Um, I think that's all. And a couple of more things was I found that Hondura, I think, is uh, on the verge of adoption. I don't know if you guys have uh, heard that news. No, I have not. I, I so after that. after El Salvador, the next one seems to be Hondura, that they can make it a legal tender. But that's just a speculation for now. Monero? Or... No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think uh, that'd be so well, badass if the country, right? Yeah. Yes, everything starts with Bitcoin, but I think on the behind the back, it's always Monero. And Monero X and Ukraine government accepting Monero is, of course, uh, comes in a good limelight for donations, uh, right? Yes, talking. for donations. Yep. So that yep. gives it a legitimacy, so to speak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, right. Yeah, that's all from my side. Thank you so much. Thank you so awesome. much, Thank man. You Thank so you so much for doing all. I know it takes a lot of work, and uh, I enjoy these. These are awesome. Um, we never know what the price is going to do, but it, it's it's fun. It's fun to uh, take a peek here. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'll awesome. stay offline. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Right, keep thank an eye you. on that XMR to BTC ratio. Hopefully, we uh, just continue to trend up. All righty. Let's move on to our guest segment. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android, too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. All right. Hold on. Hello. Adam and Adam. Go, man. It's a bit earlier here. Oh, she's having issues, I think, connecting. Okay. But we can see uh, wait, can you see me? Can you hear me? 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to uh, make you guys wait. We, uh, I don't know, maybe we have to come up with a different format. I feel bad we make, make our guests wait there. But uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, waiting for us. Here's Rose. Rose. Is she there? I think she's there. Rose, can you hear us? I don't know. Wait. Hello? Hello, hello. <laughs> okay, let's just. Yeah, all right, we'll start with Adam. With Adam. Adam, yeah. So, I mean, basically, uh, you know, the, we're a few weeks out to Monerotopia. We're just trying to bring some of the speakers on that are going to be talking there just to give like a quick intro, a little teaser so people get excited about the talks. So <laughs> thanks for jumping on, man. I know we've, we've had you on Monero Talk before, but if you don't mind, give me like a, a quick little quick little intro of yourself. Sure. Uh uh, can you guys hear me? I don't know if my mic yeah, is working. Yeah, we can hear you. All right, cool. Just hair looks great, uh, too, by the way. Hair, hair is I looking know. good. Love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I dyed it uh, a couple months ago. Um, yeah, I, yeah, quick intro. I mean, uh, I studied at Berkeley, uh, physics and astrophysics, like, graduated, I think, like, three years ago now. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I think last year, I think it's either like 2020 or 2021, you know, still it's still that phase. But um, yeah, every year's basically been 2020 since 2020. So <laughs> Groundhog's <laughs> Day. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's uh, after that. So yeah, so I have physics and astrophysics. I had a specialization with quantum computing. And then I also did a couple of like uh, blockchain slash cryptocurrency. So I did some of the first blockchain courses and then I did some of the first quantum computing courses at Berkeley. So I had a really interesting Venn diagram of um, knowledge in both topics, I guess. So that's kind of uh, how I ended up becoming involved in that because of course there's like all blockchain technology uh, involves crypto, uh, cryptography, cryptographic protocols. And of course, as most people know, the big thing that quantum computers can do is just break all that. So <laughs> um, one of the big things. Um, anyway, so I did a, uh, me with a couple of other colleagues, um, they're not here right now, but we did a, uh, a, basically a rundown of all the different possible vulnerabilities that something like Monero would have to, um, quantum computers, um, just looking at, uh, different algorithms, just going through different algorithms and possible, not just, I mean, most people just know about shores, but there's also other things. And we just basically went through the whole rundown of all the different protocols and the, the heavy math and then just like checked like okay well would this be something that would be vulnerable how 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 much do the vulnerabilities like extend in terms of like not just uh just like breaking pub public keys but also just like that oracle model using other algorithms to break the uh, proof of work mechanism and such um and uh i i guess there are some a few interesting things that came up for sure but most of the stuff was like okay yeah i mean mainly discrete log breaking stuff um but how do you, how anyways, do you, yeah that, that's how basically do you, the background for me <laughs> oh no, no very cool man very cool and i was on the show twice before and after we finished the audit yes uh and thank you for for coming down and doing a talk at monerotopia very cool um so what what's kind of your, your current take uh or has it evolved since we last spoke to you with regards to whether or not you know there should should be this concern about monero trying to be quantum resistant or if it's is it something that you know you know we really don't need to worry about or how are you looking at things right now in a very general sense yeah that, so 
I guess I was last on last year, sometime around 2021. Mm -hmm. Mid. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, that was a pretty interesting show. Um, but how, how could, should I approach this? I guess it's, it's the field has definitely evolved. Um, since then, uh, that like quantum computing and also post quantum cryptography for that matter. Um, post quantum cryptography has evolved pretty rapidly and there's kind of just definitely been a bit of an arms race between like uh, new quantum algorithms coming out that are trying to break new post quantum cryptography protocols that are coming out as well. So it's, it's right. interesting. And then of course the keys are getting shorter or longer or whatever. Um, well, yeah, mostly shorter. That's kind of the idea, and more stuff that can be built off of them. And of course, uh, yeah, like home, fully homomorphic encryption protocols that are still, you know, build off really complex math that can't be cracked by conventional computing standards, as far as we know. Uh, it's, I, I mean, I think inevitably every single everything that relies on, you know, cryptography that's on the discrete log problem, elliptic curve billion subgroups sort of stuff which is you know what Monero relies upon eventually will have to uh be replaced someday i mean that's just kind of inevitable and even if it's not just like uh just quantum computers i mean this is also just very old cryptography that we're talking about like based in like the 70s or something so i guess it's probably i mean that at some point maybe maybe not necessarily Monero would be the, the top priority in this case but i mean uh yeah everything should probably if it's inevitable, you got to replace it at some point. So, I mean, yeah. The other thing is basically just looking at the vulnerabilities and what else could possibly be like, like the random oracle model, for instance. I think we found some interesting stuff involving that. Um, besides just using shores for cracking the discrete log problem, which is you know public-private key pairings are based off of it and such. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, um, what's your talk going to be focused on? Do you know yet, or you haven't really? Uh... Uh, narrowed it down yet um i mean <laughs> narrow i mean yeah i mean i've just been, i've been definitely thinking about that uh, about like what would be maybe the best topic i mean i really don't necessarily know the audience that i'd be talking to in some cases but uh i think i, I mean mainly just focusing on you know i mean i i think i i definitely like kind of like I think it's definitely an interesting topic, especially just in the crypto community in general. I mean, obviously, uh, just Monero is, you know, vulnerable to this, these sort of things, uh, presumably. Uh, and so I guess the talk would, of course, just be like, you know, I, I have to, you know, be a quantum computing evangelist a little bit. And I got to introduce the actual technical concepts because yes. I mean, they're very exciting. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, even the recent developments, too. I mean, there's like, uh, so I mean, I mean, last we talked, like, uh, I mean, qubits were like the main thing but now people are starting to work with something called qtrits which is like back you know ternary uh ternary computers instead of binary computers but it's then you have like these uh the, the you know the entanglement involved and stuff and you actually get really interesting um you just get really interesting how about how about these you know the this idea that you know there's always there's you know the like the government governments like, like the u.s government is kind of light years ahead of everybody else in terms of the development with these types of things do you think there's any kind of truth to that or it's not is, is it just like is all this stuff so open source that there's they, they really don't really have uh an advantage is it like you know that they're you know there's somebody secretly building a, a, qu a quantum computer that's light years ahead of everybody else or is it like that's not 
I mean, what do you think? Or is that not really happening? It's kind of like we we know, uh, you know, how far people are along. I mean, do you th- do you think there's like, um, you know, great advantages that that governments have with regards to those type of things? I mean, maybe Jeff Bezos is building one in his like secret volcano right. or something. I just, <laughs> I just can just imagine Jeff Bezos on an island just being like, yes, <laughs> I expect you to give your private keys. Right. <laughs> um, be like, how do you see that playing out? Is it just like that? It's it's just such. Is it is it is something going to happen secretly in the in the background, or is this going to like? All evolve in a way where you know we're all going to know what the latest tech is as it as it happens in, with regards to like these quantum com- computers and um i mean given the nature of the technology and what it can do and the fact that the main like one of the main strategic advantages of happening having something like this it relies on the secrecy of it i mean i would presume that i don't know i mean i don't know personally <laughs> yeah <laughs> just curious your take this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can only Right on our conspiracy forums at 4 a.m. while we're drinking our like fifth hot coffee or whatever you take at 4 a.m. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, one one of the major criticisms of you know Monero obviously is that it's it's not as technically easy to audit, right? Like you're you're relying on more of the math and the cryptography and the software itself as opposed to Bitcoin, which is literally a transparent ledger where at the end of the day you could technically see if there was like visibly see if there was like you know a a double spend right um but if you know if something like a uh a quantum computer can come and and break the encryption underneath that uh, that underlies you know bitcoin then that's just the biggest concern there right i mean so like well what's your what's your take on that do you think that's that's something that should that people should be you know aware of i mean it seems like it's always like kind of poo-pooed like yeah whatever no worries you know quantum computers you know that's not going to happen for another 100 years or it's just not feasible blah, 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 blah. Yeah. it's like we don't need to worry about it like when, when that happens you know the whole banking system is is going to be subject to it or should there be kind of the, like this a legitimate concern that somebody could start secretly breaking you know bitcoin keys or something without people being aware of it for quite some time or something um i mean to be honest i don't have a obviously any like direct answer to that but i mean i i would presume that we wouldn't really i mean yeah someone right now could potentially i don't i would i would speculate that i don't think anyone has one right now (laughs) uh and I don't think anyone would probably have any, even like the the secret underground uh, Jeff Bezos volcano bunker or whatever. <laughs> uh, I I I don't think anyone would have anything for at least like another five years, given the scope of the technology right now, from what we do know about it. Um, and yeah, there is a lot of open source stuff actually with quantum computing, um, which I think is pretty exciting. It's very different from. I mean, actually, if you really look at the like history of computing in general and like uh, like the, the hackers at MIT in like the 60s and 70s, like the, the whole basis of like uh, like hacker culture and like our current paradigm of computing in general all comes from a lot of those guys who would like sit in Chinese restaurants and eat order takeout and just talk about how computers work and stuff like that. And 
I mean, that kind of did start out a bit more open source, but it's still mostly concentrated in labs, you know? Mm-hmm. So like people like MIT labs and like uh, a couple of other um, national labs as well. And they, they talk about like, you know, the potential long reaching implications of computing in general and different, you know, formats that we still use today. I mean, we still use command, uh, the two things where it's like, I don't know, if you code with Lisp at all, but um, that they still use something like that. And like, but that's like these little tiny things that, but anyways, so quantum computing is a bit different because you have this a similar kind of technology, similar scope, but it's it's all being developed like open. A lot of it is being developed like open source on the software level, at least. Um, and like you can go to IBM Quantum Experience and just access quantum hardware for free. Like you get like 10. You're not going to break shores, but <laughs> you're, you're, or sorry, you're not going to use shores to break like private keys and whatever. But um, yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool, man. Um, I feel I like think, yeah, let's let's get uh let's Yeah, get I think because she was having internet you, you issues. You want to do, do a re-intro? So now we'll uh, yes. hold on. Uh, we just got to make sure because she was <clears> having <throat> internet issues. So she found a location and she thinks that oh, okay. the internet okay. is okay. Cool. So bear with us if well, for right. some reason it doesn't work. So I'll do another intro. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. All right, Rose. Rose. You want to unmute yourself now? Do we have you? I know she was having internet yes. issues. Oh, there you go. Hello. So sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can yeah, hear yeah, you. Is the sound it. okay? Uh, it's all right. There's a little background yeah. noise, but. We'll, we'll take <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm in public. No worries. Thanks for um, jumping on. I mean, we, we just kind of wanted to give the Monero audience uh, a quick teaser because, you know, you're going to be a speaker at Monerotopia. We just wanted to get people excited. We're obviously excited. So if, if you don't mind, you want to quickly, like, intro yourself? Uh, um, okay, now. No, no. You can, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Good. So sorry about the connection. Um... So my name is Rachel Rosaleri. I was formerly, can you hear me? Yeah, keep going. Okay, there's an echo. It's kind of throwing me off. Um, um, I'll start. Um, the, um, I was writing about Monero back in 2018. Nowadays, I'm uh, working on DarkFi, which is a network for anonymous smart contracts. So I'm one of the core developers. Develop- Rose, can you hear us? Yeah, the connect the connection's not the greatest. Yeah. Um, maybe we maybe, do this. Maybe we maybe. Yeah, that's okay. We could do it another time. Oh, sorry. Maybe come back yeah, next I mean, week. No mo- most importantly, we're excited that you're coming. You're coming to Monero Topia, right? We got you. We're going to have you in person. We're excited for Monero Topia. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, awesome. I'm going to be there. Awesome. Yeah, you're going to be, be in person. Awesome. You're going to be one of the, the first talks. So we're <laughs> super excited to have you. Our hope is you'll kind of set the theme for the day, get people realigned with the the true ideals of what crypto is supposed to be all about. I've heard you speak before um, on podcasts. I I know know a little bit about your history. I know you're 
um, that you're, that you're a, a freedom fighter through and through. So super excited and eager and honored to have you. At, at Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll let you go, Rose, just only because I feel like um, it's, it's just going to be make for bad uh, listening. Yeah, maybe we can have Thank you, you next week. Yes. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Sounds, like, sounds like you're out of pub, so cheers. <laughs> Thank you for trying. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, she's been trying the entire show. So yeah, she's got a bad yeah, connection. Yeah. She uh, but super excited to have her. Anybody, uh, you know, give her a Google guys. She recently did, I forget whose podcast she was on. Um, but yeah, if you Google her, they she she's awesome. Yeah. And she's working on the dark dark fi thing. I see Vic with the question mark. What's that? I think because everyone's doing dot, 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 dot. I don't know oh. what that means, guys. Vic, Please. how's it going, man? Hello, Vic. Um, somebody did have a question for Rose, yeah. but she's I'll, not I'll here. I'll try to ask Whatever. Her, yeah. you'll, you'll, ask, you'll ask that at Monerotopia, guys. We'll, ha we'll in have... In person. In person or uh, with our virtual conference ticket. Oh, well, <laughs> God. <laughs> Hopefully in person. The other layer of the conference. Uh, people <laughs> congratulating us. Crypto Bear, nice seeing you, man. Thank you for the We're congratulations. For the Super excited to have you down there. I cool. want to move on to the news segment. Let's yeah. do that. Adam, we're going we're gonna to move on to the news. Um, more than happy uh, to have you stay if you want. And then, because after the news, we all can, we invite other people up on stage or if you need to go, whatever you need to do. But uh, whatever you fancy. News. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Uh, what okay, did you say? So, I can't hear him. Oh, you're muted. Yourself. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll probably stay. I don't have anywhere to be right now. It's pretty early for me, to be honest. <laughs> oh, oh, awesome, wow. Matt. Well, thank you for jumping on today and waking up early. Um, yeah, let's move on to the news, and then we'll, we'll continue the convo. All righty. Super excited that. to have Adam down at Monerotopia as the well. The Monerotopia Weekly News segment is sponsored by IVPN. Use a VPN to help prevent your online activity from becoming a permanent record. IVPN encrypts your data and DNS requests so your ISP or mobile network provider cannot monitor or log your online activity. Purchase an IVPN service today anonymously with Monero. Oh, what happened? Why didn't it share? What happened? Dun, what dun, happened? Dun. Get Let's it up see. there. I gave Try. you like a ton of links, so you just dump the reach. It won't let me follow these steps. I don't know why it's not letting me. It's not like share, share my screen. Yeah, I don't know why. That is just very weird. Oh no! Oh no! Another issue. Oh, here you go. Maybe Google Chrome. No. Uh. Later. Well, I'll, I'll, st yeah, I'll st start. I'll try to start the news, even though I'm just looking at at links here. So, um, Martha Bueno was did a live spaces last night. Uh, I recommend people check that out. Maybe we could put the the link in the in the show notes. Otherwise, go on Twitter and search and find her. She's going to be the opening speaker at Monerotopia. Um, but she did a Twitter Spaces because she's she's really concerned about one of the guests that they were going to have at Bitcoin 2022. Uh, he was going to come and talk about this this new app uh, wallet that Cuba is using to allow for uh, easy remittances. And she's really concerned about it and the fact that uh, essentially it's controlled and, and owned by, by the government and it's going to be misused and abused and taken advantage of. And it's not going to be kind of a real way of using uh, Bitcoin and getting people into Bitcoin. Rather, it's going to 
be kind of a, a centralized way for people to 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 effectively send remittances. Uh, they'll be sending Bitcoin, but the receivers on the other end aren't really ever going to get Bitcoin. They're just going to get the the local. Uh, currency there and the concern is um that the, the government's kind of just using it to acquire bitcoin and control people and take their data and she did a great job on the talk and actually the the guy who runs the bitcoin 2022 conference came in and was talking talking to her about it as well and it was just a, it was just a good 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 talk good listen and obviously his arguments is that you know they're not interested in canceling anybody um, and you know, we've had some of these similar experiences and th these are tough issues. It's like, at, at what point are you, are you, uh, you know, not willing to give somebody the stage, you know, this guy's argument was, well, it's, it's a Bitcoin product, so they're welcome on stage. But I mean, come on, it's, is, are you okay with a Bitcoin product that's, uh, misusing and abusing Bitcoin to the point where it's no longer, uh, a tool for freedom? Um, so I thought that was a great discussion and it's really exciting to see that Martha is, is pushing this so hard to the point where now she's gotten the attention of the Bitcoin 2022 conference and they're like jumping in and talking to her and she's, she's definitely a, a go-getter. So she's going to be our opening speaker and I recommend you listen to her spaces there. It was cool. Um, you have the next one. Yeah. All right, so we're working out. Uh, Crypto Grampy recently posted that he developed a way to run a full node, easily run a full node on an Android. So we've seen like people do this in the past. Like uh, I think uh, uh, Howard Chu has has t spoken about how he how he can easily run a full node on his Android. But now Grampy has made it like I think super easy friendly, user friendly. I don't know if you want to play the uh, the video there real quick. Um, so I think he's still developing things, but it looks like it's, it's going to be pretty sleek and sexy. So anybody with an Android can, you know, hook up a, uh, a storage device. Cause obviously it takes a lot of room, uh, but then very easily run a full node, uh, on their Android. Um, so this just, is just this, you know, uh, one of the criticisms of Monero is that, you know, it can't scale, you know, there's concerns that the blockchain will get too large. People won't be able to run full nodes. Well, you can run one on your Android, uh, and there's Androids all over the entire world. There's used Androids. There's like we have too many Androids. So this is this is hopeful, guys. This is amazing that uh, you we're at the point where you can now very easily run a full node on your Android phone, uh, and they're making it easier and easier to do. So kudos to you, Crypto Grampy. Oh, I think he, you know, guys. Chuck him, try to find him, uh, send him a tip. He, he was asking for, I think, donations for the work that he's putting in. So, well, he well, it's well deserved. Uh, highly recommend people send him some tips so he continues to be inspired to work on this project. Um, what's, what's next? What's next? How to mine Monero? Uh, oh, and then somebody recently posted a, a how to mine Mon how to mine. So we just talked about how to how to run a full node on on your phone. Uh, now now they're talking about easy ways to mine Monero on your Android. Um, so check that out as well. Once again, this is just very positive development uh, towards the the. The decentralization of Monero. I had a guest on last night, guy who's running for Senate. What's his name? It was Brian <clears throat> Salston. Brian Salston. He just announced that he's running for Senate, uh, for U.S. Senate um, from the state of Washington. And he's 
first and foremost into Bitcoin. He's running to make Bitcoin legal tender in the U.S. As you could imagine, we had quite the combo. <laughs> Monero was certainly that will be discussed. posted up in the next couple uh, of days. <laughs> but he did it. He, you know, uh, he made it very clear in his announcement that he's Bitcoin only. But uh, he he likes he likes Monero, and then he he just couldn't deny it at that point once we started talking. But one of his his one and only real criticism was is is Monero decentralized, right? So the reason why he's Bitcoin only because he sees it as kind of a the one and only pure true crypto because of its decentralized nature and that it can't essentially be co-opted or stopped by governments. Obviously, we got into that and I argued reasons perhaps how how it could be co-opted. Uh, but yeah, just here's another example of of Monero's. Um, trend towards being more and more decentralized you can run a full node on your phone you can mine monero on your on your old android next story uh my monero just recently announced i think they're coming out with a a new version and it seems like they're going to make it uh easy to buy Monero directly with fiat. I don't know if it's going to be through a credit card thing. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but it's nice to see that they're continuing to develop and make progress. I think it's also going to, you know, uh, you'll be able to swap between coins. So uh, obviously you could do all these things already with with Cake Wallet, uh, but it's nice to see that others are continuing to evolve and grow and it's, it's always good for the ecosystem. Um, so that's awesome. Way to go, my Monero. Um, Monero, uh, somebody recently posted a CCS. Uh, they want to uh, study the, the idea of uh, bringing Monero to Afghanistan, basically getting uh, the, the locals there to adopt it. Uh, I just thought it was cool. Don't really totally understand what they're trying to do. I don't think, obviously, it's not about getting the government involved or anything. I think they just want to try to figure out how to um, get get the, the the citizens, the residents of Afghanistan to start using Monero. And they posted a CCS and want to spend some time studying this and, I guess, come up with kind of a game plan on how to do it. I think it's cool. Check out their CCS. Uh, at least comment on it. Maybe kind of help them uh, mold it into something that will be actionable. Uh, I think it's it's very 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 exciting to see uh, these types of developments. So what else we got? Um, Co, who will also be a speaker at Monerotopia. I mean, that's like that's like having uh, Satoshi Nakamoto at a Bitcoin <laughs> conference. I mean, uh, no, Co is just amazing. Uh, he does so much for the development of Monero. Guy's a, a, a super super brain. Um, he's the one that's spearheading the development of Seraphis, and now he's asking for funding to develop a proof of concept Seraphis wallet, so he could kind of, so we could kind of see Seraphis working, and there'll be understanding of kind of all the newfangled things you'll be able to do with Seraphis once it's developed. You know, with the with the different view keys and stuff, it's gonna, it's going to revolutionize how uh, Monero wallets can potentially work, and he wants to build a proof of concept to kind of showcase these things and show how it's going to work. Very cool to see that development. Very cool. Um, what else wallet. we got? We got Wasabi so much wallet. news, guys, because we, we we missed last week after the <laughs> wedding. Wasabi Wallet, the ZK Snacks coordinator, will start refusing certain UTXOs from registering to coin joints. Ooh, not a good luck. Not a good look for Wasabi. Not a good look for Bitcoin. Not a good look for Bitcoin. More so than, you know, it's this isn't a... 
necessarily a wasabi problem. This is this is a Bitcoin problem. Um, you know, like people in Bitcoin, they try to they get they get angry that KYC AML exists. They get angry that you know um, chain analysis companies exist. They get angry that you know people are are taking steps to blacklist. It's not about what those people do. It's about the fact that these things can be done because of Bitcoin and the fact that it's traceable. Uh, we got into that quite a bit with the guy running for Senate yesterday. So <laughs> sure. I, I recommend you tune into that. Uh, we mentioned this before. Ukraine is ex- was obviously they're ex- they're accepting crypto for donations, but it was I think last week, maybe it was the day we got married actually, when they announced that uh, Monero is one of the currencies that they're accepting. So yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna donate to Ukraine. You're probably gonna want to use Monero, especially let's say you know maybe 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 you live in Russia, and you don't agree with Putin. You don't agree with what your government's doing. You don't like the fact that yeah they're invading your there's you know their their brother country right there, um, and you want you want to help Ukraine. You're probably gonna want to make that donation with an untraceable currency like Monero. You're probably not gonna want to use Bitcoin or one of these others where I don't know you're 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 put on a list you know you're put on putin's list potentially so it's nice to see that they finally uh added monero as a donation option um so that's that's nice to see people are moving in the right direction what else we got oh fluffy pony yeah he made he recently made an announcement uh oh no he this was him criticizing the wasabi thing so you go to the next one um go ahead keep going it's just because i'm one going. tab <clears throat> okay well the the okay here's uh elizabeth warren so there was a senate hearing uh of, with regards to crypto and you know should there should there be concerns about crypto being used to avoid sanctions was kind of the main topic and why don't we go ahead and quickly play this was kind of the highlight of the of the hearing was warren stating this oh really the sound doesn't work i don't hear the crypto that he wants to hide from the governments Wait, that are maybe enforcing step. sanctions okay. on oligarchs now mr levin let's consider one of putin's cronies who already has a billion or so in crypto that he wants to hide from the governments that are enforcing sanctions on oligarchs. Now, can this oligarch make it harder to trace his money if he hops from one blockchain to another, if he deposits those tokens into a couple of wallets that don't require him to provide identifying information, and if he uses a mixing service that launders his money with other people's money? Thank you, Senator. So the um, the scenario that you you describe, um, where an oligarch has a billion dollars to be able to launder, requires significant amounts of liquidity to be able to obfuscate that amount of money through the use of cryptocurrency. In fact, you know, many times we've been able to identify. So, I'm sorry. Let me just remind you of what my question was again. What I'm asking is about the tools that are available. Now he may have to break it up into multiple pieces of who knows, $100 million at a crack. But the question I'm asking is, does hopping from one blockchain to another, does depositing tokens in a couple of wallets that don't require them to provide identifying information, and does using a mixing service all make it easier for him to hide his money? 
So, Senator, the answer to that question is no, because the chain hopping that occurs, you need uh, to actually provide the tokens, which in a transparent way that allows you to move across blockchains. We've actually got software that so allows you, you to... you don't think chain hopping makes it any easier I, to hide your money? How about depositing tokens in wallets that don't require identifying information? You can always split the money up into wallets that don't require... And that would help but, hide the but, money. And how about using a business does, service? That, that doesn't remove the record of where the money actually sits. But the question so I'm asking is, does it make it harder to track the money? No, so it doesn't make it harder to track and, the money and because there is... And using a mixing is, service, you're telling me, doesn't make it harder to launder money? The, the daily liquidity value of mixing services globally is about $30 million. So and you might so have to do this it would, day by would, day? And we have done extensive work in tracking large sums of money through mixers that have led to the arrests of well, people and the disruption of their activity. You know, I, I'm actually a little surprised by your answer since you charge a lot of money to untangle and track right. assets through the system. Okay, okay, enough, enough, enough. I think that was basically it. Um, I got a lot to say about that. We could talk about that in the in the when we bring people up on stage. I think it's interesting. So she's being like obviously the, the crypto community the bitcoin community is coming out like calling her you know like she's an idiot she doesn't know what you're doing she doesn't know what you're talking about i mean i thought her questions you know made a lot of sense and um and honestly it's interesting right because you see bitcoiners out there talking about how bitcoin is being used right now as a tool uh for people with to it, to avoid censorship and are able to make donations to the Ukrainian government, for example, you could be in Russia, like we were just saying, you can donate money to the Ukrainian government, and Putin can't stop you. Nobody can stop you. At the same time, you're seeing it uh, potentially being used as a tool to avoid sanctions, and it theoretically can be used for both of those things. If it works for the first thing, it works for the second. Um, and I'm just seeing hypocrisy there among the Bitcoiners. They're like, oh, yeah, Bitcoin is great. It could be used, you know, to to make these donations in a censorship resistant way. And then when we talk about avoiding sanctions, oh, yeah, no, no, don't worry. It's not, it's not a good tool for that. Like, you can't really have, you know, have your cake and eat it too or whatever it is. I don't know what the expression <laughs> is. But, um, you know, and I get the liquidity thing, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it would be difficult for a Russian oligarch to use it for purposes of moving a billion dollars, of course. Um, but how about in 10, 20, 30 years from now? Um, how about when all the infrastructure exists? And I'm I'm not, you know, obviously I understand why we want to say like it's, it's not good for those purposes, but let, let's be real, guys. Uh, the bigger question is, are we okay with a truly censorship-resistant technology uh, for sending transactions existing, especially something like Monero. And are we okay with everything that that brings? And then the real argument and discussion is around the philosophy behind that and the ethics. And do we want to live in a world where people can freely transact and move money around, whether it's somebody that's looking to uh, donate to the Ukrainian government who's in need, and we see that as justified and fighting a, a war because they're being invaded, or you know somebody using it for a nefarious purpose or to avoid a, a a government sanction. And there needs to be that needs to be the discussion. I think her her questions 
were legitimate. Uh, at the end of the day, it it does make it easier. I mean, I don't see how you can deny that. And this guy literally works for a chain analytics company that their bread and butter is in this. That's what they do. They analyze the chain to try to pre, you know prevent nefarious actions. Um, and you know, crypto is it makes these things easier. I know people don't like like a lot of some people reach out to me. They're like, Doug, why do you talk about this? Because it's it's reality, right? Like. Crypto is made ransomware easier, right? But for crypto, it would be very hard to uh, be a successful ransomware company. Could you do it? Sure, but crypto like puts it on steroids, and like to say otherwise is to deny reality and to deny what crypto can do. Uh, to say like you know Bitcoin isn't really good for things because it's not liquid enough is like to kind of all right. So so you don't want it eventually to be liquid enough? Like it's it's like you gotta. I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of sick of the hypocrisy there, uh, especially among the Bitcoin crowd. It's like decide what you guys really want and what you really believe in. And don't pretend it's like good for some things and not good for other things. But it's ultimately a tool for freedom. But all right. But it can be like just you got you got to kind of pick a side on that. And I think at the end of the day, what what Senator Warren, her questions were legitimate. And, you know, these these tools uh do make those things potentially easier to do in some ways and then you then have to ask the further question but are we still okay with that the internet makes those things easier to do but we're obviously all okay with the internet right there's no debate there so that's what the debate needs to be become essentially viewing crypto like the internet itself a tool that can be used for good and bad and realizing ultimately there's a lot more good that comes with it than bad uh, there's my rant, but um, <laughs> Are you I guess let's, let's bring people up to stage. Enough <laughs> of the news. I, the other oh, only uh, thing was the fluffy pony thing. He had announced that he's working on creating oh, a, a way to, I think, wrap Monero and then like do DeFi with it. And he was very, he didn't go into detail at all, but really exciting to see that that Fluffy is doing this kind of behind the scenes. We haven't really heard much from him. Fluffy, if you're listening, because I know you listen to all our shows. <laughs> Please, please jump on. Come on. Uh, I'd love to see him at Monerotopia. We gotta, we gotta hit him amazing. up. We gotta. I, obviously, I, I hit him up. He didn't really have much to say. I know he's dealing with a lot of personal things, but maybe we get him to like, maybe even just phone it in down there, and maybe he could talk more about this project that he's working on. It sounds sounds very cool that he wants to make it easier to wrap Monero and do DeFi on it. Let's so, uh, move on to the viewers. Move on to the viewers. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Come on down, everyone. Please. We beg you. Come on down, guys. Otherwise, Come on. Doug don't will be just shy. continue to talk and talk and <laughs> yeah, talk. You don't, you don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> and talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> you got to nope, listen to me for the rest of I your know. life. You agree so to it. I'm so excited. You agree to it. How sweet. <laughs> <laughs> At least these people can shut can. it off. You can't. <laughs> I know. So kudos to me. I do. I give you a lot of credit. Yes. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, it looks like no one wants to come on stage to talk to you. <laughs> come on, guys. Jump on up. Jump on up. We beg you. Even if you don't, you know, you it's don't too early. I, what do you think people aren't wearing though? pajamas right now? You think people aren't wearing <laughs> like... on your camera? <laughs> Where are you located? That it's about how early is it? Well, he's in Cali, right? Um, uh, California, San Francisco. Oh, wow. 
Frisco. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Saturday morning. We got you. Oh, up. no. <laughs> Guys, jump on, jump on, jump on. At least let's get one person up here. Too shy. I mean, we have, we have 26, almost 30 people watching the show. Just jump on, jump on. You don't have to show your face. You don't have to show your face. Adam, what do you, what do you think, man? What do you think of uh, things? Things seem to be really coming to a head with crypto and governments being concerned about how it can be used in ways that they they cannot control. What's your opinion there? What, what, what's your your take on that? Um, I think ever since the uh, like Bitcoin became a thing. Uh, I mean, it, a lot of it started off with like cypher punk communities, online forums and such. Um, I mean, no matter what happens on a government level, I think people need to just understand like the power of crypto wallet and sock drawer strategy. <laughs> it's just sort of like, I think if you're at a level in which government regulations can affect crypto, it's no longer you're really just talking about the centralized institutions such as, I mean, you have something like Coinbase and that's, you know, a basically pretty centralized, but a lot of people use it for crypto trading, same with Robinhood. And I mean, if you can regulate those businesses, which like they can be regulated, then yeah. But you have to also understand people with open source projects that, you know, it doesn't matter what regulations come out. Like they're just going to keep doing their thing regardless. And that's kind of like the real power behind it. Um, is just that you can't really do anything about a crypto wallet in a sock drawer. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, <clears throat> but at the same time, governments do do exist, and they're going to be they're going to be doing things because that that's what they like to do. They like to make new rules, and you know that's literally their own their only purpose. Um, how do you see that playing out? Is it like let's in terms of like let's say the U.S. government? Do you? See, it's just moving further and further towards them treating crypto like the internet itself, right? So it's not often that you know they're they're sitting there talking about the internet and how it's used for for bad things, and we need to do things about it. We've kind of accepted that the internet is this tool that society uses, uh, and it can be used for good and bad. Obviously, there's some talk about you know about how to make sure it it. It's it stays where everybody can equally access it. There's talks like that, um, but do we get towards that point, or is there kind of like a, a dark ages time in the U.S. where they really try to you know regulate or ban or control cryptos in certain ways? Just curious. I mean, we could, yeah, we can already see some uh, regulations passing involving crypto. Uh, Obviously, I mean, I think as people become a bit more knowledgeable about it, there'll probably be more people that are, uh, you know, involved, hopefully involved in the legislative process that, you know, understand it a bit more of the technology and such. I mean, when the internet first came out, there definitely was like a lot of like, I mean, there still is a lot of stuff being passed involving like legislature of the internet um, and such. And I mean, I mean, there was a couple of years ago, what was that? It was like, basically like, uh, yeah, I don't remember. There's, a, there's been lots of really crazy things past that involve, uh, you know, that have, what sort of data can be shared online and such. And yeah, there, there was a lot of um, legislation, I think, in the 90s in the beginning. And like, oh, should everyone have access to just being able to just, you know, you know, be able to pirate videos or something online? Yeah, right. <laughs> lots of stuff. Um, I mean, I, it, I, I think the point I made with the whole like, software idea is that it's kind of an inevitable technology and you 
kind of either you go with the flow or you kind of just keep pressing back against it and but it's like it's it's just still going to be there regardless i think a lot of people are very skeptical about crypto for that reason even it's kind of like about the other things but it's kind of like if the technology already exists then like and i think honestly like one of the only things that could like break it is like you know if they hold the cryptography breaks and stuff like that i mean there's already like stuff that exists out there that relies that you know has you know cryptography that wouldn't necessarily be viable for that sort of thing anyways Oh, we got somebody. We got someone. Adam, Adam yeah, one, one, one other question too, because I don't, I don't know if we ever spoke. Like we're always talking about the, you know, and when you've been on like the, the, the quantum side of things, what's your, what is your take on Bitcoin versus Monero in terms of you know the, the transparency of Bitcoin and the fact that you know Monero is essentially obfuscated? What's your take there, on kind of a on a techni technological level? Like, is there do you see an advantage? from one versus the other you see them both having different use cases um just curious how, how you look at that they definitely have different use cases <laughs> um yeah that bitcoin's uh transparent ledger i mean if you really want to look at it from like a technical perspective uh i mean the, the, the mathematics is definitely a bit more complex um involving transactions that are done on a monero blockchain than on the bitcoin blockchain and then how about, you know, we often say Bitcoin is infungible and we're seeing that, you know, we, we just had examples of that in our in our news story with. Uh, Wait, I thought the whole craze was NFTs. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, where do you side on that? Is, is Bitcoin fungible? Do you have any opinion there? Do you, do you see Bitcoin as being fungible or not fungible? I mean, on a technical scale, it's fungible, but <laughs> um, on a social scale, clearly it wouldn't have full fungibility because of its transparency. Um, but then again, maybe the same thing could be said about a dollar bill. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. And did you, did you see that as being like something that Bitcoin overcomes or because of the, the it's always going to have that issue because it's interacting with society, obviously, and because it's transparent, there's that there's like that attack surface where, you know, uh, it, it's fungibility can, can be messed with. I think any any currency would technically have that problem that its fungibility is you know you try to approach one like everything is the same as every other one but i mean it, it really depends on like whatever scalar values you assign to different like societal issues i don't know so you could, if you knew that if you knew that this this monero came from your worst enemy bob and you really don't want to do any to have anything to deal with this guy for whatever reason then maybe you might assign lower value to the that that you'd be traded, but only you would know that it came from that guy somehow. I don't know. <laughs> um, but okay. yeah, I mean, it definitely, I, I would definitely, obviously Monero would have more fungibility. Okay. That's it for All right. Um, Nightmare yeah, Hawk. Hello. Night would you like to say hello? Nightmare. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes, we can. I got you. I love oh. your, your picture. Oh. So okay. Thank you. Uh, been watching your, your show name for... is so scary, but your picture's so cute. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what to think. Well, thank you. Um, just wanted to come on here and watch your show for a while. Oh, I see Adam's gonna be one of the guest speakers he's on. So nice hair, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, you know, just being in this narrow space has been great. Um, a little bit about me, background story, saw Bitcoin in 2009. You know, I was in college. I was oh, wow. like at work and I was searching online. I saw this Bitcoin come up on 
you know, Google, whatever. And I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and then, so I started reading it, reading the white paper. I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was great. But one thing I didn't see in the white paper was about privacy. And I'm just like, so this is open source. This is public. Everybody named mama can see it. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to take off. And then, you know, we had the whole 2013 where it started blowing up. You seen it on television, seen it on the news. And then you had that whole Silk Road thing that happened, the Mount Gox thing that happened with Bitcoin. But then Monero came out and I read that white paper. I said, oh, okay, this, this looks like uh, what we've been looking for, digital cash here. So I started investing in it, you know, early. But then I kind of got scared off. I guess I spoke to one of my friends and they looked at me and were like, dude, the government's going to come after you. You might want to get rid of this. So I got spooked off and I, you know, sold it all, put it back in Bitcoin. I ran away from Monero. But then around 2019, I came back and I said, you know what? The government's going to come after me. So be it. Let's just nice. let's just go for it. And just, you know, I started investing. I like Monero a lot. You know, the last bull run, I think in 2020 or 2021, it got up to $450 for XMR or something like that. So it was yeah, really yeah. good. But I'm predicting right now, I'm going to say it live on your show and you're hearing it first. I'm predicting that Monero will hit $1,000 XMR by 2025. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. We're hoping even higher. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's at the low end by 2025. But hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. One Monero always equals one Monero, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cool, man. So that that was you really. So that was super early. You were looking at Bitcoin back in two thousand nine. That's yeah, what first came out. And and you were concerned about its privacy then. That's that's uh, that's pretty good, man. That's that shows uh, an ability to to really understand the system at, at an early point. I don't think everybody really grasped that. Took took some time for people to to realize. Um, you know, people were using it on the Silk Road, thinking it was digital cash. Um, what, so what is your kind of what what is your current take then with Monero? So you're you're no longer concerned about the the government's potentially regulating banning things, or you just see it as uh, if it happens, it happens. I just see it at this point. If it happens, it happens. Um, for me personally, like I'm against governments completely. I don't like governments at all. Um, I don't trust any government. Any Anytime I hear a government talks about, oh, we're going to buy Bitcoin or we're going to make crypto legal. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't force crypto on anybody. It should be a, a person's right. If they want to buy crypto, let mm -hmm. them buy it. If they don't want to buy it, then that's their business. It's not your job as a government official to make it legal tender. No, I don't want the IRS knowing I have crypto. That's none of their business. They need to mind their business and stick to what they do. I mean, they're already backlogged. They don't need any more freaking holding people's money up, especially with their refunds. So uh, personally, when it comes to Bitcoin and this Monero, like, I don't, I guess, rivalry, you can call it. Um, I really don't, I really don't think the Bitcoin is really truly understand. Like the OGs of Bitcoin understand Monero, but the newer people that have come into Bitcoin, it's like they're looking for it to just keep shooting up in price. And that's mm -hmm. not how the markets work. They just don't keep going in a straight line, straight up. Mm -hmm. You know, at some point, I do think we're going to have a pullback, a major pullback. And then that's when I think the smart investors should just go in and buy it when it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. 
where what what role do you see Bitcoin ultimately ultimately playing and Monero ultimately playing? Like kind of in the future, like where do you see them settling? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put this around about I'm gonna I'm gonna push this out to about 2030, 2035 mm -hmm. area, okay. that kind of future list okay. looking at. So in my opinion, I think Bitcoin will still be around. Um, I'm predicting, and, and I know this might make the Monero community mad, but I'm thinking Bitcoin is going to be about almost a million dollars per token, per coin, I should say, per coin. And I think Monero around that time should be about, I'm going to say 20K by that point, $20,000 per XMR. Uh, the privacy, there will be a community. I think the community of Monero will grow exponentially. By that time, because governments will be very authoritarian by the time, probably in the entire world by that point, pretty much freedom, to my opinion, will be gone by that point. So you're going to have a huge population of people that have XMR that still transact, still have their ecosystem, you know, with small business stuff. But it's going to have to be secretly. We're going to have to keep it away from the government because they're going to be everywhere. And then you're going to have the Bitcoiners that have like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. All the elites will have Bitcoin. Uh, like I would say the uh, what was the words that the elites use? Uh, useless eaters, as they call us. They uh, they those people will have Bitcoin, but they'll have to get permission from the oligarchs to have it and use it. And they'll be monitored 24 seven every time they use it. And then they will have technology by that point. I think we'll have exceeded so rapidly that like if you buy anything with bitcoin that the government doesn't like they'll just blacklist it immediately and it won't even be humans that be backlist it'd be like artificial intelligence doing it anyway so then why why would so then would most people then be using monero day to day you're saying they that would it'd just be hard for them to, to use monero i think people would be using it day to day but it would be like kind of it would kind of go back to in my opinion an underground state where like there are people in the community that, you know, communicate secretly to each other. Like, hey, I got some Monero. You know, how much uh, how much corn do you have? Let me let me come to your let me come to your farm and get some corn or some beans or rice or whatever, you know, to buy Monero with so that the government doesn't have isn't able to track what you're doing. So if you're you know, if you do if you sell marijuana or you I don't know, want to go on a trip, let's say you want to go to Costa Rica but the government has decided that you're a domestic terrorist, but you really need to see your family down in Costa Rica. You use Monero to get there, see your family or send your family money as well. You think crypto will be legal tender sometime soon in the U S <clears throat> I think in some States it will. And I think in others, it won't. I don't think it will be in all 50 States. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if, if that's going to be possible. Um, be like a federal level thing, but that that that's interesting. Um, cool, man. Are you are you coming down to Monerotopia? Yeah, I will be there. Cool, awesome. awesome. So we'll meet you in Excited person. Excited to meet you in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody else want to jump on? Come on, guys and gals. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think uh, I think we'll keep close it out here. Yeah. Nightmare Hawk, thank you so much for jumping on. Jump on anytime. Uh, excited to meet you down there in person. Adam, thank you so much, man, for, for jumping on today, introducing yourself. Super excited to hear your talk. We, we're putting you right after. We're having a section just 
on like Monero tech. So we're having the Monero devs talk and then we're having you talk right after that. So kind of like the, the futuristic, you know, uh, post quantum Monero talk. So it should be very exciting. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for coming. What time do you think? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I don't know. I have, we haven't gotten we have that far. We have to figure that out. Today. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Today we're going to figure, gonna figure out a lot of things today. We got to make sure we, we order some of the, the banners in time and we got to organize everything, make sure. We have enough room in the day to fit all the talks. Just know that it's going to be jam packed. It's gonna be so jam packed. Jam packed. You're be having lots of coffee. Well, we know you're not. We know you're not a morning person, so we'll we'll uh, we'll try to push it off. No, it should probably be. If I had to estimate, like it'd probably be around like two, two o'clock, three o'clock. I'm gonna say. Okay. Don't yeah. mark his word on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to figure out the yeah. schedule today. We'll schedule. But yeah, right, thank guys. you guys for joining us. Um, yeah, join our Telegram group if you want to chat with us or like organize within the community, like for people that are staying. We have hotels, um, blocks of rooms uh, kind of reserved. Um, they're in the show description. So check those out if you haven't found a. Yeah, if you want to like uh, share an Airbnb with yeah. somebody, just the Monero Topia Telegram is a good spot can, to uh, find people. Yeah, coordinate with people there. I don't know. I'm sure some people, you know, want to save a little so you guys can join forces and rent a room um at the three uh hotels that we have listed in the show description so check that out mm-hmm. <laughs> I and i think we're good yeah thank you guys for joining us we'll see you next week and ciao 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 thank you for joining us on this week's Meritopia episode we stream live shows every saturday at 11 a.m eastern you can find and subscribe to our show on youtube and odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.